everybody. Welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. Every week, we cut off our sleeves, ice down our knees, and offer a shot of rum to Joe Boo, all in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. As we record this, the Chicago Cubs and the Cleveland Indians go into the weekend with the World Series all tied up at one apiece. Now, the Indians, of course, haven't won a World Series since 1948. The Cubs... Even more dire, they haven't won one since 1908. That's 176 years of futility. Well, one of those streaks is set to come to an end. Speaking of streaks ending soon, the Federal Reserve has been holding rates steady for a long time, as you know. Not as long as the Cubs and Indians have been waiting for a series title, but it's been a while. Now, the Fed is meeting this week, and pressure has been mounting for the central bank to raise rates. It's not likely going to happen this week, but an increase is likely going to happen relatively soon. We'll take a look at where the Fed stands and when that rate hike is likely. And speaking of the Cubs and Indians, well, there's another long, painful process that will soon come to an end. That's right, Election Day is coming up fast, and a whirlwind season it has been. Uh, There's Jobs Day to do out this week that could still play a part in the political conversation, and we'll preview that report and let you know what to expect. Earnings season continues to roll on as well. We'll look back at some of the big names that were reported last week. Guys like Apple and Google, you may have heard of them. And we'll also look ahead to this week, which will offer some reports on Facebook and a set of video game makers. So this is the Die Hard Night episode of Offbeat Wall Street. Just a reminder, fans, about Die Hard Night coming up here at the stadium. Free admission to anyone who was actually alive the last time the Indians won a pennant. All right, earnings news from big-name tech companies were the most prominent headlines last week. Apple led the way, and the iPhone maker released a decidedly mixed report. The company revealed earnings and revenues that dropped from last year. The bottom line still managed to beat expectations. However, top-line results came in below market projections. Now, the period marked Apple's third straight quarter with year-over-year declines in iPhone sales. The company sold $45.5 million of its iconic smartphone in the quarter. That beat expectations and was possibly helped by the fiasco that Samsung faced with its exploding Galaxy Note 7s. There are concerns about market saturation for the iPhone and growing competition. iPhone sales make up around two-thirds of the company's profit, which is a major part of its profit. Tesla also received a lot of attention last week. The electric car maker reported a surprise profit for its latest quarter. It earned about $22 million for the three-month period, compared to a loss of nearly $230 million the same period last year. Tesla also reaffirmed its delivery target for 2016. Meanwhile, Google's parent company issued a strong earnings report. Alphabet reported third-quarter profits that rose to $5.06 billion compared to $3.98 billion last year. Revenues were up 20% to $22.45 billion, with those results topping expectations. Amazon issued disappointing earnings last week. The company's profit rose notably from last year, but came in below the amount that analysts were expecting. Amazon's operating costs continue to rise as the company spends heavily on its online infrastructure and other projects. The online retailer also issued a cautious forecast for the holiday season. The company said it now expects revenues for the current quarter of 42 to $45.5 billion. Analysts were looking for revenues of $44.58 billion. Hello! You know us! We're a Major League Baseball team! But since we haven't won a pennant in over 30 years, nobody recognizes us. 
not even in our own hometown. All right, as we said earlier, the jobs report will be in focus this week, which is due out on Friday. The last couple of reports have been mediocre at best. Last month, the government reported a sluggish 156,000 jobs added in September. That was below the 176,000 that economists were predicting. Job gains for August were revised higher in the latest data. However, even with the boost, the report showed just 167,000 jobs in the month. Going a little bit further back, July's growth was relatively strong. The latest data showed an increase of 252,000 on the month. The jobs report is almost always the biggest economic report of any given month. This month's report has even higher stakes than usual. This will be the last jobs report before the election, which takes place the following Tuesday. An extremely bad jobs report could give Republicans a strong talking point going into Election Day. However, a strong report may let Democrats claim Barack Obama's administration encouraged job growth. Politics is, of course, a factor in next week's Federal Reserve meeting as well. The Fed has been itching to raise rates for some time now. They seem poised to move earlier this year, but weak economic data and the surprise Brexit vote forced them to delay a hike. Lately, members of the Fed's policy-setting committee have been clamoring for higher rates. The last Fed vote took place in September, and at that meeting, the central bank once again left rates unchanged. However, the decision came with three dissenting votes, which is a rare level of discontent among policymakers. Signs are pointing to a likely rate hike in the near future, but chances are it won't happen next week. Why is that? Well, the presidential election in all of its uh, glory, shall we say, will likely make the Fed gun-shy, not wanting to appear political or influence the election at all. The Fed will likely hold off on any move ahead of the November 8th election, although, as this election season has proven, (laughs) anything goes. Markets are currently pricing in a less than 10% chance, though, that the Fed will hike rates this week. Looking ahead to the next meeting, though, the odds flip. For the Fed's December 14th decision, the markets are currently pricing in a nearly 78% chance that there will be a rate hike by the end of that meeting. Less than 1 in 10 say that they will do it this week. Less than 1 in 4 say that it will be just over a month from now. And, of course, the earnings barrage continues this week as well. Facebook, one of the biggest names set to report. The social network giants expected to post significant gains in quarterly profits. Revenues are projected to rise by nearly 54%. And if things go as analysts expect, the results would continue the strength that the company has seen lately. Last quarter, the social network giant reported a massive increase in its bottom line. Adjusted earnings climbed to $2.82 billion compared to $1.44 billion the previous year. Revenues jumped to $6.44 billion compared to $4.04 billion the previous year. And there's a batch of video game publishers set to release results this week. Electronic Arts, Take-Two Interactive, and Activision Blizzard are set to announce their results. Among the other big names on the agenda this week include Starbucks, Whole Foods, Pfizer, Allstate, and Kellogg. And, of course, there's also Donald Trump's uh, failing New York Times. We'll see if the Donald's right about them going out of business soon. Vaughn kicks, fires. Here is a swing and a drive toward left field and deep. Oh, boy. No way. No way. Too high. Too high. It is gone off the reservation. A grand slam home run for Haywood. If I could strike, anyway. Too high? What does that mean, too high? Too high. All right, each week we like to wander off the beaten track a little bit, take a look at some money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. So, time now for a few of our quick hits. Well, it might be time to throw some Merlot in the cellar for the thin times ahead. World wine output is expected to drop 5.3% this year. Now, this comes as rain has hampered grape production in South America and France. Trade group, the International Organization of Vine and Wine, predicts the global output in this year will be among the lowest 
in the past 20 years. Well, as the wine supply dries up, we can still turn to whiskey. Jim Beam employees ended a nearly week-long strike at two Jim Beam plants in Kentucky. The employees reached a settlement on the new contract after the primary demand to hire more full-time staff was agreed. Whiskey production began last Monday. Jim Beam is the world's biggest bourbon producer. It had to stop production earlier this month at two of its facilities in Claremont and Boston after 252 of its employees started a strike after contract negotiations failed. All right, moving now from booze to sugar. Well, fans of Girl Scout cookies can rejoice. General Mills has confirmed plans to launch two cereals inspired by Girl Scout cookies next year. Girl Scout cookie cereals will be available nationwide in January. They'll come in two flavors and in boxes carrying the Girl Scouts logo. One of the flavors will be Thin Mints. The other flavor will be Caramel Crunch. And in related news, the answer no that every parent has always given their kids when they ask if they can have cookies for breakfast, well, that's just been undermined. Thanks, General Mills. All right, let's see what you can do. Nice velocity. Sounded like it. Jesus. How much? 96. Better teach this kid some control before he kills somebody. Hey, thanks everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes and subscribe. That way we show up in your box every single week, just like that wonderful junk mail you like to get and throw away. Hey, while you're there, go ahead and rate and review the show. Good ratings help other people discover the show, so it's very helpful, and make sure to let all your friends know. Check out our groovy website at offbeatwallstreet.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet. You spell a street like ST on a street sign. And, of course, thanks to the big BS for heaping all of this great material upon us. And, of course, a great special thanks to our friends at RTT News for providing a lot of the news and stats used in this here show. So for up-to-date info on the markets, check them out, rttnews.com. And, hey, as we say goodbye, we just want to end on a little advice. When you're in that big game and everything is on the line, always go with your best pitch. Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Have a good week, everybody.